Welcome to Space Radio, the only radio in space. Crikey, Wallabies and Dingoes. I'm a fucking robot. I may or may not be a robot kangaroo. I guess it's time for robot reviews. Review of Mindwave on Apple Podcasts by Phil Cheese Stakes, 2nd of August, 2019. Five stars out of five. Very thought-provoking and entertaining. In the age of mass digital misinformation and confirmation bias at the push of a button, this show aims to find the truth in the data and evidence. The good folks that make this podcast a part of a growing movement to bring science, reason and overall enlightenment back to the political world. This is needed in an increasingly polarized and tribal divide in America. Also, they are pro-GMO and pro-nuclear, which are two very needed technologies to keep humanity safe. As a secular humanist, I am at home, listening to Mindwave. The good folks that make this podcast a part of a growing movement to bring science, reason and overall enlightenment back to the political world. This is needed in an increasingly polarized and tribal divide in America. Okay, not a hard truth, but a hard question. Why aren't we allowed to be on the same side and also be wrong? Like, let's leave aside hateful, bigoted, super racist, Nazi types or whatever, and okay, let's go a little farther and disregard the small sliver of conservatives left out of the equation too. All right, like J.K. Rowling is an outspoken feminist and she stepped on a landmine and got labeled a turf. Uh, but as far as I can see, she's trying to make the point that feminism, LGBT, and trans are three separate groups with three separate agendas, and she's kind of just worried about the first one. Okay, so let's say she's wrong about that. Like, it should all kind of be considered one thing. Like, that the turf label is appropriate, and it should change. Let's say she's wrong. Can't, can't she be wrong? Does she have to be cancelled? Like, does Harry Potter have to be bad now? There's nothing else for it. She can't be wrong and then not be ostracized and attacked and, like, slowly convinced that she's wrong. Do we now have to agree on every single little tiny thing or else we're exiled? Do I not only have to agree with you about all things, but I also have to believe in all of those things for the exact same reasons you do and no other reasons? Won't this, I don't know, destroy what little unity we have? I'll take my answer off the air. Want your voice on the show next? Call 539-265-0702 to make that happen. We can't wait to hear from you. Well, hi, kids. (laughs) Do you like Stargazer Virtual Community Theater? 
um, did you hear an easter egg somewhere and you're like, ha I know what that's from. Guess what? This is for you. We have a brand new contest at studiostargazer.org on the theater page. You can join the very special easter egg hunt. If you find a dozen, uh, then you can earn a prize. A very special present just for you for doing such a good job. Uh, everybody gets one free easter egg, and that's young Eliza saying, <clears throat> I'll get you my pretties in a bigger table. So, if you were going to submit that as an easter egg, which you can't, you would say, quote, I'll get you my pretties from the Wizard of Oz in a bigger table. That's the easter egg, that's where you found it. Easter eggs! You should find some and go, wait, is that like a Fleetwood Mac easter egg? Oh, is that like a weird video game easter egg? Yeah, probably. Uh, you should go to studiostargazer.org and submit your guess. Uh, like I said, if you collect a dozen, then uh, you can get a cool prize. And here's another fun thing. Each egg can be found only once. The only found once. Once somebody finds it, nobody else can find it. Space Radio, the only radio from space. But what I would like would be for Stargazer Community Theater to be a place where people come together to make the world better by discovering parts of themselves that they can share with the world, that they want to share with the world, um, and helping them, helping each other to do that. What do you want to share? Um, um, let me help you share it. You know, we're all us, let me help. All right, I just haven't gotten up. So I will listen to that. Um, I write rhymes about what? I don't know. Uh, uh, I um, and see if we can get folks to sign up. And you know, one of the things on the form is what would be your contribution. You know, you, you money is fine. If that's all you want to contribute, we'll take it. We need it. Thank you very much. But you know. Foley, poetry, music, um, you know what, you know, are you a painter? Because uh, I always like to have good cover art and stuff, and that could be your contribution. You make a contribution of some kind that is, that makes, you know, our world better. 
and whatever it is that you do, we'll take it and say thank you. And that's, you know, now you're part of this. Introducing Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. This is a place for you. If you ever wanted to try out voice acting, hey, maybe I could play a 17th century villager. You can be anything you want. You can do anything you want. All it takes is a little courage and a couple friends. Please, come join Stargazer Village. Let's make some fucking magic. started talking like every single thing he said started to make sense and then I was torn I was like there was this struggle within myself I was just I was struggling with like my own values and my own tribalism really essentially you know because I you know my own redness in my blood you know what I mean and because I'm a recovery person, and I'm, I, you know, I teach other men how to be solution-oriented. So I was, I was struggling for like a month of like trying to anti, if trying to like anti-Republican this guy out of my system, right? And and then I listened to his book on Amazon, I downloaded a copy of his book and audible it. And I wanted to cry my freaking eyes out for America. The idea is not that UBI is not enough to live off of, it's basically enough to take the edge off. And that can resonate with some conservatives when he says things like, the government sucks at doing a lot of things. It's what it's good at is cutting checks, which is absolutely true. And he talks about Milton Friedman. Uh, Milton Friedman definitely wanted to replace all welfare with UBI because it gave people agency over assistance that they needed. Um, but, you know, the fact that it is kind of a, a libertarian idea of, you know, decentralizing government assistance to not be a basically big red tape bureaucracy makes a lot of sense and I think uh, you know that if he these arguments can be made for various different political parties and that are political ideologies and that's what's so magical about this dude and I believe that if we all want the same thing I think humanity first is not a campaign slogan it's a way of life and I think that we are reaching this level of collective consciousness and the Yang Gang is leading. We are the movement. We are the movement and we are making these changes and we're bringing in all these people. I'm friends with people I never even would have looked at twice. 
oh man immediately i was hooked so uh and i was i was really into um to tesla at the same time i, I was just buying my my uh, tesla model 3 and i was i was really researching all of the automation features that tesla had and was pursuing and uh those two worlds just just blend so nicely like when andrew yang says you know automation you know cars are going to drive themselves in the near future and i now have the tesla uh i can tell you those cars they're they, they are going to drive themselves and it's not 10 or 15 years away anymore uh, which is what we perpetually thought the last 20 years and then we just kind of got used to that being the number like oh it's always 10 or 20 years away uh no it's it's around the corner it is absolutely around the corner so it, it just really hit me like like obvious like everything was so obvious uh, and, and as soon as andrew yang says those words out loud you're like oh yeah of course of course that's yeah. what, that's what's happening so all the yang gangers listen man big ups keep it classy humanism first man let's let's not just say it you know do it live it yeah big time you gotta live it it's a whole it's a whole ethos it changes your way yeah, it's, it's 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 mindfulness of being in the world it's, yeah. it's oh absolutely it's, um humanitarianism it's it's secular also as an atheist i don't care yeah. if what his religion is it doesn't matter he's a human being that is suffering and we should look to end suffering for everybody even the turd in the office for me the humanity first movement is a refocusing of american energy towards creating a more egalitarian system like the american democracy is supposed to be the greatest experiment in the world because a peanut farmer like jimmy carter can become president so in that regard humanity first is supposed to build a more perfect union from our communities up so that everybody realizes that yes they have worth and they have value and personally I've been calling for a universal basic income since 2015. And when Andrew Yang came on the scene, my eyes, my head exploded. My eyes lit up and my head exploded because I was like, for the first time in our country's history, there's a major party candidate that is openly saying, well, I guess it's not the first time. There is another guy, but he was like a long time ago and I, before I was born, so I don't quite recall. But, um, Having that as a guiding policy, the central policy, shows everybody that they have worth. And in today's society, most people my age have a 50-50 shot of doing better than our parents. In the 1940s, it was like a 93 or 94% shot. And if you're going to be a parent, or if you're going to be a child, as a child, one, you look to your parents for guidance and advice, and then you make them your model so you could achieve more than them. Like my dad, my parents always told me, do better than us, right? And now it seems like that opportunity has been lost on hundreds of millions of people, and not through any fault of their own, just through sheer financial insecurity. And if you have the great wealth that we do at this point in time, and we can sit on the tallest mountains and say that the United States is the best country in the world, I feel like it's time to put our money where our mouth is and make our country the greatest country in the world and alleviate poverty and unleash the human capital that we have. So that's what humanity first means to me. That is fun.
humanity first to me is straight up like empathy, right? And one of my favorite peoples of all time, Gary Vaynerchuk. If you don't know him, that's fine. If you do, that's great. But he he literally has like a wine uh, brand named Empathy because he understands that like if if you don't agree with somebody on something, like it's okay. But just like have that like heart to heart with them, just like like kind of like a spiritual level. That, and then. And then from there, we can fix a lot of the problems. And again, like, Yang gets it. It's so bizarre to have somebody that is so intellectually smart and so emotionally smart. And to me, like, having that balance, especially, you know, on our humanity first level, like, being emotionally smart and then knowing your facts too, knowing, like, what's actually happening around you so you can proceed, you know, in in a reasonable way. It's just, that's just the way to go about life, I think. Just, you know, believing in yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's so corny, but like, really, like, if you have an instinct on something or you have a desire to do something, you're probably right. So your brain's like, okay, like, you have to do what you feel like you have to do. You have to really trust in ourselves. So that, that's what I think is a humanity first overall. Oh, really, uh, the thing that I think is like the most profound about his platform like even probably more so than the the basic income aspect is just the American scorecard is, um, orienting the economy around those like real uh, tangible metrics of human well-being that actually matter to everyone you know your your mental and physical health uh, you know your your access to various services and whatnot um, to me, that's like really a, a very profound uh, reform for a capitalist economy, um, because from the get-go, you know, uh, capitalism's been good for a few people, and then uh, you've got you know people at the bottom that are maybe not doing so hot under it, you know. And I think redefining our metrics and saying like this isn't just about you know the numbers but this is about like the the people that create those numbers to me that's it's just a a hugely profound reform um would would possibly have more positive effects than the basic income and i think the positive effects of basic income probably can't be overstated Um, so the the two of those things really uh creating an economy of abundance that's oriented around human well-being I, I see those as like uh, fundamental building blocks for the the you know the Star Trek future that that ideal uh, post scarcity economy that uh, you know is hopefully coming uh, because if it's not I think we're in trouble <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of social and ecological problems that. I, I don't want to be like over dramatic, but I really do think uh, the way we're structuring society now and the way we're kind of uh, headed towards a real collision course with the environmental forces, I, I think it could do us in this century. And assumedly, we don't want to go extinct. So we should, we should start talking about uh, dramatically different solutions. Uh, you know, stuff that's outside the box of what you hear on cable TV today. And so along comes Yang, and he has these ideas that appeal to progressives because the government does play a role in it, you know? 
Um, and it is about trying to help people. But really, fundamentally, his his way of doing it is all about empowering regular individual people to kind of like build a trickle-up economy from the bottom up instead of this like, it's the exact opposite of Bernie Sanders' sledgehammer approach. And if you ask yourself like, why would somebody prefer the sledgehammer approach to Yang's approach, it really does come down to a difference in opinion about how much power it's appropriate for the government to have over individuals versus how much should be prioritized individual liberty. Well, it's just like it's like I I love the bipartisanship between like that is is about him and like like I said before my like my family was diehard Trump but like I I kind of explained to my father like hey I'm going here like I'm I went here in Columbus but also now I'm maybe going to Atlanta for this rally and every time I see him I kind of talk about like hey here's what Yang's been up to and here's a policy about that and then like I can just tell as a Trump supporter that I and. And granted, if he ever hears this or whatever, he, he may deny it, but like in the, in the current state and at the time of this recording, he likes Trump, but he's also giving a listen to Yang. And I, what I mean by that is like, he's not, he, he, he agrees a lot with Yang's policies. He's just kind of, and I explained this in my Beto video, um, he's just not very optimistic in where, he's, where Yang's at right now. So I feel like these people, like, I feel like if you just, are patient. If you're really patient with somebody, and you don't, you're not a dick, and you don't come at Trump supporters like Bernie supporters and other people come at Trump supporters, um, and vice, vice versa, Bernie supporters, um, if you just, like, just give them some breathing room and don't just blatantly come at them, and if, yeah, as soon as you know, Yang keeps climbing and climbing, you'll see that um, a better increase in uh, Yang's candidacy, because as I explained there, um, the longer he stays, um, the more attraction he will naturally attract. Because right now, there's a lot of people who just who like him, but just don't think he will make it. If you look at something like, say, a the suggestion, the policy proposal by your Bernie Sanders, saying that, okay, this is a great idea. Instead of basic income, let's do a, a job guarantee where everyone is guaranteed the ability to work for money and so you can look at that and think oh well how progressive that is that this would allow people who don't have access to money to earn money that it would reduce poverty and it would you know effectively reduce inequality uh, because people would be working for their money but the thing is is that we're under that system we are still withholding income from people in order to effectively make them work and only upon work do we provide them with life-sustaining resources so what I'm saying is that the fundamental thing is that we all must have access to the resources we need to exist that's a fundamental human right it's as if we if we say it's wrong to asphyxiate someone say you know choke them to death then it's also wrong to say suck up all the oxygen in the world and then uh, say okay if you work for me if you do what you want what, what I want you to do then I will give you some air back <laughs> you know like yeah. if it's if it's if it's wrong and considered murder to take air away you cannot withhold that for any reason whatsoever so 
this is an unconditional human right that we actually, as long as we create a private property system, then we created the need for economic rights. And so people, they think, oh, it's not a human right to money. Well, no, it became a human right because we created this private property system. We created this world that exists uh, where we exchange money for food, for clothing, for housing. And as long as we do that, we have to make sure that everyone has enough unconditionally to eat and to sleep indoors and to you know have clothing. To these are absolute basic needs, and everything goes from that. And so all these other problems that we see, uh, so many of these things exist because we are withholding income from people. And that's really it's just such a fundamental thing. It's it's a it's the human right to exist, and that's just you know if if murder is wrong, then so is a lack of basic income. This. This is why. You guys, this this is why. Hey! Remember how this is a podcast? It's on Apple Podcasts, which is where most people listen to it. But did you know? Ratings and reviews are super fucking important. We only have five ratings, and they're mostly very good, thanks. But we only have one review, and it's like super old. It's great! It's Phil. Thank you, Phil, for being the one fucking person who has reviewed Mindwave. It's fine. But you, listener, should head over there now and give us a rating and review and a kiss on the cheek, because aren't we cute? Uh, you're in for a super deep duper deep big fucking surprise coming up here. Oh, is it a sexy surprise? I guarantee you it's a very sexy surprise. Uh, along the lines of the very sexy Mindwave network. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. The thing I'm trying to get you to do, obviously, is go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. Uh, say something nice. If you can't say something nice, uh, fuck you. <laughs> but if you really want to be that dick, go for it. I literally give zero fucking fucks. But I love you, good listener. So if you love me too, the biggest gift I can get... It's a wonderful rating and review from you. Wouldn't that be nice? I think it would be. And also, um, you can become a friend of the show on Patreon! Uh, dot com slash mindwave. Incoming message. Well, tits and crackers. I'm a robot. I guess it's time for robot reviews. I guess it's time for robot reviews. 
Review of Mindwave on Apple Podcasts by Atom Liner, the 9th of December, 2020. Five stars out of five. An underrated masterpiece that deserves to be discovered. This show is more than just a podcast, it's the front end of a beautiful experiment in online collaboration. Mindwave by Studio Stargazer is a work of art, the product of white-hot passion and meticulous sacrifice, made in the pursuit of elevating human consciousness. It is an interstellar expedition through the great topics of human space and time, with a crew that instantly regards you as a friend. Definitely worth a listen if you appreciate spirituality, humanism, space exploration, non-traditional politics, and online communities. Oh, and you'll love Jenner's original music which brings in a higher dimension for your listening pleasure. Find out more about Studio Stargazer at studiostargazer.org. Yeah. 
Radio Storm.